0: You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at soundtalentmedia.com.
1: It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria
0: Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say: your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over a hundred social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today!
1: At
2: Luckylandslots.com.
1: Available to players in the US, excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group, Void were prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply.
2: Hey, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of 3 AM. If you want to support us, visit our Patreon where patrons have access to exclusive content. If you're not able to support us monetarily, don't worry. This episode is on us. You can still rate and review us on whatever platform you listen to us on. It really does go a long way. You can also follow us on social media. Our handle everywhere, including Patreon, is The Three AM Pod. Finally, do you have any scary stories? If so, submit them to our website, the3ampodcast.com. We're anxious and excited to hear from you.
3: Welcome to Three AM. 3 a.m. 3 a.m., where we discuss and dissect the supernatural.
1: What's the scariest thing you've encountered? That's been one of our favorite questions for years. 3 a.m. is the result of asking this question over and over again.
3: Stories we share are typically sourced from those we know, our listeners, or personal experience, the validity of which can be determined by you,
2: the listener. While we might not have all the answers, we find the culture and lore surrounding paranormal events and unnatural occurrences fascinating. We hope you enjoy. We hope you enjoy. We hope you enjoy.
1: What's up, guys? This is the 3AM Podcast. My name is Charlie. My name is DJ. My name is Sean. Just a group of friends tell scary stories. How was your guys' week? What's the best thing about your week?
2: (laughs) I got nothing, dude. Everything's just (laughs) kind of like meh right now.
3: Oh, uh, well, <laughs> it's it's quarantine, so it's like watching movies, watching TV shows. What are you watching? Watched Kill Bill.
1: Ooh, might be my favorite Tarantino movie. I think it's mine too. One or two, one. Me too. I've been wanting to start Tiger King. I'm <sighs> gonna be honest. I have like eight percent desire to watch it.
2: I started it.
1: I'm going off of what everyone else is saying. So, I'm th- buying into the hype. what do you think?
2: I didn't like it. It wasn't interesting to me.
1: Hmm. I just don't want to spend time
2: with those people. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, I, I kind of already know what happens now with all the memes that have come out. <laughs> <laughs> also, Kevin's here tonight, hanging out with us. Hi, Kevin.
1: Hello. <laughs> but anyway, my wife has, right before this all came out, she took a bread-making class. And it was actually a class- on how to start your own starter or uh, your own sourdough and keep it alive. So a sourdough starter, right? And do you guys know anything about like
3: making sourdough bread?
1: Or about like starters? Yeah. Tell us about it. Well,
3: the whole thing is just complicated. Like
1: it takes time. Not only that, you have to get like the timing right. And there's like a science behind it. mm -hmm, Yeah. There's these sourdough starters. Some of them are hundreds of years old. And it's really prestigious to, like, have a starter that's from that lineage, you know? And I, I never knew like, knew about all that stuff. Kevin, do you know about sourdough starters? Sure do. Tell us a little.
0: Um, so sourdough starters, the older they are, the more sour they are. And how you keep them alive is you just add flour and uh, water and to it every day or every other day. But as the bacteria grows, it keeps growing, and so you can split it off, and so you can start with one or one uh, starter, but then eventually have hundreds of them, and that's how you have the ones that are hundreds of years old, because they're just they're uh, broken off of the original one. So it's not like it's been a, like that one has been alive for a hundred years. Just the one it originated from is like 100 years old. Oh. And when I was 16, my grandpa gave me a sourdough starter that was 115 years old. Me being a stupid teenager and not knowing the value of that, I let it die.
2: Oh my gosh.
0: Away.
2: How much is that worth? <laughs> Dude, they're,
1: they're like coveted. There's some, are, some from like the gold like, rush times. There's like cowboy starters from Jackson Hole. Down. Like, yeah.
0: It's like family
1: But, like,
2: what are we talking? What are we talking?
1: $8 billion,
2: Sean. You threw away $8 billion.
0: No, I don't know. I read
3: that so bad. For everyone out there, again, Kevin's one of our really good friends and he cooks for a living. Culinary God is what he's known as. He's a chef.
1: Yeah. Um, But your wife was experimenting with that. Well, she went to a class that taught you how to start your own. And so she's been baking bread and it's just been delicious. So I've been having, uh, I came in the first day she cooked some and there was a huge loaf of bread and I sat down and ate half of the loaf. Mm. With what? Just by itself? No, like three cups of butter. Butter. Yeah. yeah. So it was probably like 10 slices of bread just right in a row. I don't know. But (laughs) along with that, she's baking brownies, cookies, cupcakes, fresh bread. And I've gained probably 15 pounds in like four days. <laughs> so I'm having, I'm having a good time. Nice. My mom has been
3: making bread for family and friends and neighbors. And on Sunday, they spent a good part of the day delivering it. But my dad, oh. who's so extra, loves his toys. <laughs> One of them right now is his drone. And he's been delivering bread by drone to all his neighbors. (laughs) Dope.
2: (laughs) That's hilarious. My mom
3: sent me a video of it and all the neighbors are laughing. I
2: mean, it's very nice to be like socially distant conscious. (laughs) You just hear a
1: (laughs) (laughs) Getting close and you smell delicious bread. (laughs) Conflicting, dude. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, should I be scared or enticed? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty hilarious, so. If a serial killer wanted to kill me, they would bake fresh bread.
2: <laughs> I would <laughs> fall for that so hard. So it's like not the baby crying at the door. It's just Hell the smell no. of fresh bread coming yeah. from your door. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, bread's a beautiful thing.
1: <laughs> Let's mm. do this, dude.
3: You got a question? No,
1: you said you did. Okay,
3: yeah. Uh... I can't remember if we've asked this before. What movie have you
1: seen over 15 times? Can I take it a step further and just do my top three? Okay. Can I just disregard your question? <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. Nice question. Anyway, <laughs> fast food, but play- no, okay, fine. What's what I've seen like 30 movies over 15 times. <laughs> I, well, I was a kid who grew up with a VHS TV in my room at one point that was like 10 inches by 10 inches, you know? which was huge back then. And in the summer, I would just play a VHS over and over and over and over. Okay. So what movies were they? I mean, the first one that comes to mind, Parent Trap, Lindsay Lohan.
2: Mm. Hey.
1: (laughs) I have more class than you don't, (laughs) or... Wait, no, wait.
2: Damn it. (laughs) Sean? Uh, Remember the Titans. I still watch that every once in a while, just as like a... Nostalgic trip down uh, memory lane. Nice. Uh,
3: jingle all the way.
2: Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Don't
3: touch the cookie. <laughs> Nobody likes you, Buster. <laughs> okay, so think of your favorite food group. Like like cuisine? Like
2: dairy, you know, cheeses. Oh, you know. oh one oh, of the pyramid oh, levels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Or
3: carbs, you know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what? I just carbs, dude. I'm thinking all of the carbs that I would eat over all of the rest.
3: Yeah, Bread, pasta, whatever. How much would it take for you to not eat those ever again from here on out? A lot. A lot? What is a lot to you?
1: (laughs) (laughs) A
2: lot is my answer. Because
3: like... (laughs) A $20 Jamba Juice gift card is a lot to me right
2: now. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. It's all relative, How baby? much would I take as a payment to never eat those again? Exactly. Oh, My favorite one. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, damn. Well, like, you should have you... started
1: by saying, what is your favorite? So we can voice it. And then be like. And then take it away. Okay. So what? What, Sean, what is your favorite?
2: My favorite is carbs, dude. Yeah, carbs as well.
1: My carbs is mine as well. I specifically pizza, yeah. breads. Pasta. Mm.
2: Donuts. Cookies. Damn.
1: Cakes. Rice. 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 Dude, rice is. Bro, what, holding a, what my else going I eat?
2: <laughs> ramen? Bro. <laughs>
1: uh, I accidentally just looked over at Kevin and we're getting judged so hard right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's when I said rice, Kevin, I was like. <laughs> rice and ramen. Oh, <laughs> rice and ramen.
3: <laughs> yeah, who the hell likes
1: those? Okay, so how much would you accept? To give those up forever.
2: Forever?
3: Sub one mil?
2: Yes.
1: Like you'd do it for 100K?
2: Yeah. You're basically going keto the rest of your life.
1: Okay. 100K is probably my lowest. Kevin, I am broke, okay? (laughs) Yes, I would do it for 100K. So if anyone's out there, has an extra 100K lying around and wants to see a broke boy struggle, hit me up. It's so funny cuz it's literally
3: just instant gratification or oh, a quality life, of life though. A
2: lifetime, yeah, of quality. Mm-hmm. See, yeah. what I'm thinking because about is how much I would actually save by not eating these things. It would probably end up being 100k plus anyway. Well, you're going <laughs> to
3: spend it on other things like you're going to find the best alternatives possible for the rest of your life. And
1: mm-hmm. let's be honest, you'll probably live longer, be healthier. And be happier.
3: Yeah, by eating butter, that's a longer life without it. The
2: rest of your life.
1: So it's like double win.
2: (laughs) Hundred k plus. Change my answer. Zero (laughs) dollars.
1: I'll give it up now. Um, dude, I don't know if
3: I'd do it for hundred k.
2: Yeah, it's got to be a little bit higher for me. Such a fatty. (laughs) Ah, dude, I love freaking food too much. Yeah. Carbs. Not eat
3: carbs. Sean and I have uh, him and I are always sending like food porn to each other like on Instagram so
1: you heard right like, bro look at this grilled cheese <laughs> Sean is a psychopath in that when he's hungry or like dieting, if you like look over his shoulder at his phone, he's just scrolling food pictures. <laughs> okay, Charles is on another level where
3: he's so strict with himself when he diets. He'll it be, works. He'll be, okay. <laughs> Shut up. Let me tell. <laughs> let me tell it. He'll be in a room of people who are not dieting, and they'll be eating their normal food, which he is craving. And he'll come to you all timid and shy and whisper in your ear.
1: Excuse me, sir.
3: Excuse me. Um, but can I smell your food? <laughs> and if you agree, he'll <laughs> he'll exhale deeply so he can have the <sighs> deepest. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and bro i got lungs
3: on me dog he'll inhale deep the aroma of the food of which he cannot eat and at the same time simultaneously drink water to fool himself like he's <laughs> filling himself
1: with the food of which he's smelling it works. <laughs> i don't know what it is i li- i th- i do think i have extra sensitive nasal receptors So you have a good sense of smell. That's another way of putting (laughs) it. (laughs) That's how a normal human says it. Yeah, Uh, (laughs) Like my description of my nasal, my nasal power is is also extra. But when I smell food, it feels like I'm eating it. So I trick my body and drink water and sniff that mofo at the same time.
2: My body's like, give me the damn food. Don't smell it. I'm about to uh, copyright that and sell it. Hey.
3: (laughs) Okay, here's the thing. You said 100K. I say you have 50 years of life on you left. Hopefully. Hopefully. (laughs) If we take that number.
1: Okay. Well, if I'm not eating carbs, it's probably more like 60, 70, you know. Okay. We'll
3: stick with 50 (laughs) because that's all my math brain can handle right now. That's just
2: two grand a year. To not eat carbs the rest of your life. That's not a lot, dude. Yeah, but it's all at once. You make two grand in. (laughs) No, they're going to pay out in payments monthly. (laughs) No, 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 no. I did not agree to this. You just get a $30 into your checking account. I would invest in a
1: gun. (laughs) That's
3: hilarious.
2: And
1: eat a lead
3: salad. I got more of my Christmas bonus. (laughs) Well, when you say it like that, I would still do it. I'd do it for a quarter (laughs) mil. I think a quarter mil is the least I would take to not eat carbs for the rest of my life. It sucks because it's like I always feel bad for people who are on – not only just on diets but people who literally cannot eat certain foods and they go out. They always have to find a restaurant that can accommodate them. It's such
1: a nuisance. I know a a guy who – didn't have the best diet in high school, and he's gluten intolerant, lactose intolerant. I don't know. He's like all of these intolerances. <laughs> yeah. One of my friends, Allie, who listens to us. Shout out Allie. Shout out Allie. Shout out. Uh, She has celiac
3: disease. She can't eat any gluten, or she gets uh, a mad, like, infection, or lame. gets really sick. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> it is lame. <laughs> but, yeah, everywhere we go, she's like. I wonder if they have stuff for me. <laughs> Did so your life is just extra hard? <laughs> yeah.
2: That would be hard. <laughs> A life without
3: dieting and no uh, food restri- like dietary restrictions is
1: just life on easy mode. Do you know what the real privilege in this world is? What? Not white privilege. <laughs> Not brown privilege. Is that is that true, Sean? Not men privilege. I'm to hear what he okay. says. What? It's those mother efforts who can eat whatever they want <laughs> and still that remain Metabolism shredded. privilege. That high metabolism. your life, dude. That is the truest <laughs> blessings in this world. Facts. I would used that so bad if I had it. <laughs> my dad is in that group. Where he can just fluctuate? He, my
3: father's from Tonga, an uh, island in South Polynesia, third-world country. Moved to the States when he was 20, 21,
1: He's now Kevin's laughing at your father's story. <laughs> yeah, some people struggled Kevin and came to this country. Had to work to get here. <laughs> they weren't just shoved out of their mom on this on this dirt.
3: Who's laughing now? My father with his drone delivering bread. <laughs>
1: Damn, he really came from (laughs) nothing. (laughs) Now he's Uber-eating air, Uber-air bread to his neighbors. But That's a beautiful story. He stayed within
3: 200 and 215, 220 within the past couple years. For the past almost 30 years, he's been in the States. And he eats so much food. He's worked in construction his whole life. So... What was his His favorite meal? Oh, his favorite (laughs) meal? He has a handful. One of his favorite breakfast meals is a nice bowl of Honey Nut Cheerios. Okay. And he cracks open a can of Vienna sausages. Nope. (coughs) Which my girlfriend's family likes to call Avaini (laughs) Weenies. And he dumps the sausages in his cereal, sometimes with the juice, the canned meat juice, and he eats it simultaneously. He does that often. Growing up, he did that like once a week at least. He needs to talk to his bishop. (laughs) (laughs) My dad is the bishop. Oh, Oh, frick. (laughs) Yeah, a real sick frick, my
1: father. Real sick. Another one? Another like one, like eating out back in the day for him when he first moved to the states, what he survived off of. Oh yeah, when he first moved to the states and he his first job
3: was Napa Auto Parts, making like four fifty an hour, balling. Uh, his one of his favorite meals was just gas station nachos. So I f with those. Now that he makes buku bucks, <laughs> he still <laughs> once in a while he'll go to Seven Eleven get some gas station nachos because it you gotta reminds remember. him <laughs> of a simpler time. <laughs> You got to stay grounded, you know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's dope. Uh, Shout out, dad. Uh, I had, I'm not going to say who. I lived with this Maori dude. All right, it's the fool who's giving us stories. (laughs) It's Zion. (laughs) But we were at a dinner once, and they had this huge spread. And they had done a hongi, which uh, Maoris, it's how they cook in the earth. They had cooked a big like traditional Maori meal. They had a big feed. Yeah. Coming to the feed. Yeah, you're coming to the feed later. Yeah. <laughs> so a big Maori feast or feed and we're there. There's like a huge spread. They had cooked all this stuff and he has a bowl and he loads up potatoes, meat, onions, uh, sauce. And they also had like dessert out and he gets a huge scoop of ice cream, throws it on top <laughs> of it and then dips his ladle into stew and he (laughs) pours it on top and he sits at the end of the table like this and eats this huge bowl this huge bowl of just everything and
2: i was like (laughs) shocked bro it all goes to the same place he did not care at
3: all (laughs) dude poly food is one of my least favorite foods (laughs) ever. That's why I have more white friends than poly <laughs> friends.
1: Okay, so for the viewers of the uninitiated, what is poly foods, dude? It's super. Dude, Polys love salad, but it's not even Mac, like
3: Mac salad, yeah, potato salad. salad. <laughs> um, the food is so bland. Like they love tapioca, they love yam. I like tapi and yams. They love boiled banana. Bro, Sog- I like these things. Yeah. And then they add coconut milk to make it sweeter. I don't like coconut to begin with. Well, Mm. but um, I don't know taro, bro. The taro root, taro is actually (laughs) kind of good. There's a few foods that I really do like, but they're few and far between. Bunny cocoa or whatever. Bunny popo is great, but I still rabbit. Bunny popo is like Samoan version of cinnamon rolls, but it's just regular rolls, like King Hawaiian rolls, and they put. Coconut milk all over it. So I'd rather have a Cinnabon. So. Yeah, you would. Yeah, I would. Um they're laughing because dude that's what got that's what made me chubby. I used to be a small kid and then my grandma brought home Cinnabon like once a week for like a year straight. <laughs>
1: Just feeding your addiction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was like in sixth or seventh grade. I got super chubby. You hear grandma's car pull up outside. You're wrapping the belt around your arm.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. Poly food. Not my favorite. Super bland. Uh, what were we talking about before that? Oh, oh, just like his ice cream soup combination. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, dude. Because of that, like... When they have something flavorful, like ice cream, they'll combine it with anything you know, so they ha like I've watched my dad we were at like Ruby Tuesdays when I was like sixteen. It just opened <laughs> at the mall near our house, and he ordered like a chocolate lava cake, <laughs> so he carefully eats all the ice cream on top and leaves the the soft cake and the the lava center you know, and he's talking to my mom, and while he's talking to her. He, and distracted my little brother who at the time was like four is like stealing the the lava sauce from inside the cake and eating it and he eats all of it and just leaves the cake and my dad turns back and he's like hey where's the chocolate <laughs> where's my lava what's where's, where's the lava yeah. <laughs> not the lava lava <laughs> and and like most restaurants in hawaii they always have bottles of shoyu because we love shoyu. Shoyu is. What just is shoyu? Soy sauce. Oh. We put it on a lot of stuff, <laughs> rice, and everybody eats rice there. So I watch him as he grabs a bottle of shoyu and just pours it into the chocolate cake. And I'm repulsed. What are you doing? And all he says is, it's brown <laughs> because the color of soy sauce and the color of chocolate. It's all the same. Same, same. same. same, same. (laughs) And watched him eat it. Did he enjoy it, dude? I've seen that dude mix like milk and orange juice together. (laughs) He's like, it's all it's all going to the same place. He's like an orange Julius, bro. That kind (laughs) of sounds good. I don't don't know. It's weird. Your dad just
1: has a beautiful way with the English language. So anytime we visit Hawaii, like our favorite thing is just to hang out with DJ's dad because inevitably he just says some gold. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And one time he's asking for a drink and I think had a stroke. <laughs> just asking for a root beer, yeah. but it came out as
3: what? He's like, hey, uh, DJ, can you pass the uh, Ruta, the Ruta, uh, the
1: Ruta, 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 Ruta?
3: Literally for like a minute straight. And
1: all of us just fall off our chairs <laughs> laughing. Yeah. Oh, I love it, bro. Yeah.
2: Funny.
3: Good times. Good times. I have another question, but
1: Okay, I have we a can confession, save it bro. For, okay. Just on the same tangent of gross things to eat. I'm really ashamed of this. Keep in mind I was a latchkey kid and you know what? I was just trying to fill my stomach, okay? But I would take rolls and with my finger I'd hollow those bad boys out. Ew, Ew, stop doing that with your hands. (laughs) Ow. You're nasty. (laughs) Once a proper cave had been formed in my role, I would go get Hidden Valley Ranch and fill this bad boy up like a jelly donut, pinch the opening shut, seal it with a kiss, And then eat the whole thing and it would explode like a carbo gusher in my mouth. (laughs) Oh dude, I used to do something similar.
3: I used to sneak into the pantry and take the ingredients I needed and hide under the kitchen table. And you're a bandit baker, dude? Yeah, dude. It was crazy. I had a whole process going on. It was hot dog buns (laughs) and ketchup. And I would just color the inside of a bun with the ketchup like a book, <laughs> fill in all the spaces, and I close it and just eat oh. ketchup bread. <laughs> that was like when I was like nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> no. We'd- when I was a little kid I would hide and do that. That and furikake. Do you know furikake? Is that, like that the corn? Japanese seasoning?
2: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> the like the Bro, <laughs> great- I don't watch that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> is like the the seasoning they put on rice mm. I, I don't know anyway i would just like dump that into my mouth
1: <laughs> but you you probably had like two mexicans on the island so you don't i don't know if you know this but there's a thing called lucas Mm-mm. what is that first of all every latino is obsessed with lucas bro <laughs> and basically what it is is like licking a battery that's what it tastes like but what you, how you eat Lucas is some little Mexican kid pulls it out of his sweaty pocket, and then makes a little pile on his hand, and you just lick it out of his palm. <laughs> oh, it's just a powder. <laughs> yes, dude, it's it's, like, it's Mexican candy. It's just powder. That is, they it the, is it the is that the stuff they put on all the different candies? Kevin, come, can you want to come in and tell or no? What's Lucas?
0: It's like a mix of like chili and salt and sugar and. Other things I don't really know, but it is so good.
3: It's like an orange. You it out of
0: their hand. You lick your finger and you dip it in. Oh. I grew up on that. You put it on everything. You put it on fruit. You put like apples, watermelon, pineapple, oh. everything.
1: I've only had it given to me out of Mexican kid hands. <laughs> put it on I'm like, okay, Sebastian, I'll I'll eat this. <laughs> Sebastian had a limp. What you would go in straight with your tongue? Well, you I was put four years in it. <laughs> no, it was just like being passed around like a blunt. Like the, all these ten-year-olds, all they're just, looking it. At- they're just like, mm-hmm, nice. Hey, dude. Ooh, <laughs> you, you know? Everybody just tongue in Sebastian's <laughs> hand. <Yeah. laughs> anyway, that's Lucas. <laughs> Sean, do you have any weird things you used to eat? We didn't really have food. <laughs> <laughs> Look at us. <laughs> I'm like, haha! I was so I had so much I would make weird things. Sean's like, oh, that would be nice.
2: <laughs> Y'all had bread. I remember there, there was this walnut tree in our neighbor's yard, like at the back of those seven acres that I'd go climb and take walnuts and eat.
1: where you cannot eat walnuts straight. Oh, I'm my still gosh. alive. You're not supposed to. I don't think so. Why? Why? Maybe it's acorns. You have to boil acorns because they have tannin in them. Yeah. yeah, I learned that about they the have native them? tannin. It's a chemical that's naughty for you. <clears throat> hmm. Did I have no idea? Sean's <laughs> Hidden Valley Ranch was so hidden, <laughs> we couldn't
2: even <laughs> find it. <laughs> it wasn't in his house. <laughs> that stuff was still hidden at the store, bro. <laughs> uh, that's so funny. <laughs> All right,
1: let's do this.
3: Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash 3 a.m.
0: Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to
4: your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line.
3: Here we roll a 20-sided die and see who tells us stories first. Highest goes first.
1: DJ went and it's a? Two. <laughs> Twelve.
3: Twelve. Oh.
1: Dude, we've been getting a lot of ties
3: Dude, lately. with these, you got to roll it more in your hand. Okay, I'll re-roll. <laughs> or,
2: uh, Wait, do we have to both re-roll then?
1: I can't see. Five. Okay, Sean. Eight?
3: Yeah. Okay, so Sean, Charles, and then me.
2: Cool. So you may remember a couple episodes ago, DJ talked about the medical journal Ooh. about how the voices in the girl's head... The diagnosis. ...saved her life. hmm So... Goodbye. <laughs> one of our listeners sent us another story, they're like, you should check this out. And so I did. Ooh. Mm. Who sent it to us? Um, hang on one second. Let me check. It was sent to us by Excellent Movie Adventures. Oh, mm. nice.
1: Our home. Wait, wait. Yeah, that's our dudes. Mm-hmm.
3: That's Tim. That's the podcast, Excellent Movie Adventures.
1: Yeah, Tim, right? The mm-hmm. one who sent us the stories from before? Yeah.
2: Dope. Yeah, yeah. So...
1: Dude, thank you for sending that again.
2: Yeah, yeah. So he sent a link to another podcast that's called Short Stuff, huh. and they talk about a case. Now, have either of you heard of Teresita Basa?
1: <laughs> nah, bro. Kay. No.
2: So did a little bit of research on Teresita Basa, and I'm just going to kind of tell you the story in chronological order in kind of the way that the police found out about it. So, the uh, police one day receive a report of smoke coming from a building. So, they go and answer the report, and they find a body. Do you know where this is? This is in Chicago, I believe. Okay. Now, they find a body. The body is of a murdered person whose name is Teresita Bassa, and she's been stabbed with a kitchen knife. And sorry, trigger warning – She was stabbed in the chest, was naked, and covered by this mattress. Someone had put a mattress on top of her and lit the mattress on fire. And that's where the smoke report came from. With that being said, there really were no leads. The police didn't have any leads on who it was, except for she had apparently talked to someone just earlier and said someone was going to come over to her house to help her fix her TV. And they had found a note somewhere in the house that said something about theater tickets for someone with the initials A-S. But there were really no connections to anyone with an A-S or with those initials. So without too much to go on, the case basically goes cold. They can't find anyone that she knows that has those initials. There was no no one who saw anyone else come into the house or leave the house or anything like this. And it was an apartment, sorry. So no one saw anything. So six months later, this case has gone cold, and the lead detective who was on the case comes in one day, and there's a note on his desk that says, call Evanston Police Department. So he call, gives him a call. Well, and it said, call this police, police department about the Terracita bassa case. So he gives them a call, and they say, we need you to go and get a hold of Juan Chua. And they wanted the detective... To know that that was coming from them, maybe to like give it more legitimacy or something Mm -hmm. like that. The guy gives a call to this Juan Chua, and Juan Chua says that his wife, Remy, had been possessed by the spirit of the murdered Teresita Basa. So Mm -hmm. they have nothing to go off of. So they decide to, you know, give him an interview Mm -hmm. to basically ask some questions. So Juan says that in a trance-like state, Remy, his wife, told him that she was Teresita Bassa and told him who killed her and that the killer had also stolen jewelry and gave phone numbers for people who could verify the jewelry actually belonged to her. So all of this information. And then when she came out of this trance-like state, apparently she couldn't remember anything. But if she did, would she say anything? But that's neither here nor there. She couldn't remember anything about being possessed. So the police are skeptical, first off, but they had no leads to go off of, so they decide to follow up anyways. Now, the person that had been named by Remy, or Teresita Bassa, was this guy named Alan Showery. Sounds like a killer, dude. Initials (gasps) Mm A-S. So they show up to his house, and they're like, hey, do you mind coming down to the station with us so we can ask you some questions? And he's like, yeah. And he just comes down willingly to the station to answer some questions. Now, when they do this, they're like, you're not under arrest, but they read him his rights anyways. They start asking him the questions and start to realize that his questions or his answers are starting to not make sense. Like, he said, yeah, I was going to help fix her TV, but then never went to the house because I forgot my tools and stuff like that. Huh. So they kind of ask him all these questions, find that there are some kind of plot holes in his alibi. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then they go and speak to his girlfriend. And the question that they asked that was at the top of their list was, has Alan given you any jewelry recently? And she's like, yeah, actually. A couple months ago, he gave me a late Christmas present. Oh. So like, can we see the jewelry? And she's like, sure. Shows him the jewelry, They take pictures of the jewelry, just to, you know, have that on record. Mm -hmm. And then they call the numbers of the people that had been referenced by Teresita Bassa's Mm -hmm. ghost. Possessee. (laughs) Possessee. And they verify that that jewelry belonged to Teresita Bassa.
1: Hmm. Bro, at this point, you're the cops? What the hell do you think?
2: Like, first of all, this is wild because you're going off of a possession. That's where you're getting your information. So you... How do you get a warrant for something like that? Would you still be suspicious of Renee, though?
3: I would at first, yeah, for sure. Oh, I tried to do too. all the research I could to make sure there was or wasn't any connection between yep. her and Teresita.
2: Right, right. So now, with that being said, apparently there was a connection. Mm. They And not between her and Teresita, but between her and Alan, mm. that she had worked at the same hospital that this guy had worked at. And had just recently been let go.
3: How closely?
2: Do uh we know? They don't say and they it doesn't seem like they knew each other, but they had worked at the same location hmm. with hundreds of people working there. So But no
3: relation to um
2: to Terracita as far as the we late Miss Bassa. The late Miss hmm. B- yeah, exactly. So they take pictures of the jewelry, they get it verified, then they do arrest Alan and they take him to trial. Now the thing is it was a mistrial because they were going off of. And we call
1: to the witness stand. <laughs> the, the possession ghost of Teresita yeah. Bassa. Yeah. <laughs> the but, bailiff is like. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> but in this process, and after it becomes a mistrial, Alan, when confronted with all of the evidence, maybe in one of the like evidence rooms and like an interview or whatever, he confesses mm-hmm. to the murder of Teresita Bassa. And then the judge of the trial, before it goes to a second trial, basically says, we don't know if it was a ghost or the spirit of Teresita Basa that told you all of this information, but the police followed up on a source, and they read him his rights. He answered their questions. He confessed, we're not going to trial. We're going to convict him. Whoa. And so he got 14 years for murder and arson and something else. Oh, theft. So 14 years, he only served like five. (laughs) Got out for good behavior. But this is the only known case in U.S. history where the lead source came from something supernatural, apparently.
3: Damn. Dude, if you are a ghost and you are not helping out with the investigation, (laughs) you are part of the problem.
1: (laughs) You're lazy ass. Just haunting and making things creak. Could be solving real.
2: crimes. Scaring people instead of like helping out? I'm with you on that one mm. for sure. But yeah, dude, I was reading the story. And I was like, this is legitimately crazy. Like, you don't hear about this. Uh supernatural, documented, went-to-court case.
3: You think her and the 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 doctor ghosts are homies?
2: <laughs> dude, they probably is, bro. Wow. That'd they be just, amazing. They just doing the good deeds from the other side. Hmm. <laughs> but anyways, that story is crazy.
1: That makes me wonder how many cases out there I'd be interested to hear if there's any credible cases solved by psychics. Hmm. Like you hear those cases where they consult a psychic mm-hmm. and they're like, Billy was taken away in a black truck. You know, so I wonder like how many of those pan out, yeah. like yeah. they're
2: solved by psychics. It's a good question. Hmm. So look into that.
3: I wonder how many psychics they've reached out to. How many were just like flat out lies or jokes? Like they were trying, like, for sure. the grim.
2: <laughs> oh, there's got to be some of those for sure. Dude, I thought the story was wild, though. Thanks to Tim for the referral, <laughs> sending the story to me. For sure.
1: Dude, if you're Alan, you've got to be a little pissed that you got caught because of a ghost. Yeah. Like, gosh, <laughs> damn it. I thought it was airtight, dude. I
2: thought it was. Got away with it. He also hmm. messed up. Like, you just keeping the jewelry or giving it to your girlfriend. Yeah, obviously. You I mean, if you're committing
1: she- murder, you're probably not thinking through everything. True.
2: <laughs> well,
1: true. There's some mental impairment there.
2: Probably. But.
1: Is that you? Yep.
2: That's like you a fun you had one. you two tonight. Right, save it, dude. Okay. We got time. Save it, Sean. Yeah, you save it.
1: <laughs> All right, so I'm up. All right, so this is another user submission. And it comes to us by our friend Sal, who goes by the name Spooky Bands on IG. So Spooky Bands is a musician and producer from Connecticut, and he moved out to L.A.
2: Mm, Dope.
1: Um,
3: I checked out some of his stuff. It's kind of dope. Dude, I dig it. Yeah. It's vibey. I don't know if this will offend you or uh, this is me trying to gas you up, but it sounds like it has like a G59 feel. G59 records, like Suicide
1: Boys. Oh. For some reason, I thought you were saying G6, like fly like a G6. I was like, I did not hear that song, dude.
3: G59. (laughs) Sorry.
1: No, no, you're right.
3: I think it sounds kind of like Suicide Boys-ish, his voice, Mm -hmm. the types of beats. I don't know. It's kind of cool, which we have our playlist, Black Noise, if you haven't listened to it.
1: On Spotify.
3: Sounds that encompass the brand of 3am but
1: true no i i thoroughly dug it and he sent in these stories and i had a fun time with them
3: (laughs) i'm excited i looked in the dms and they were really long
1: (laughs) yeah so quantity and quality so this first one a little background on sal oh this is personal yeah hell yeah sal has always been into the supernatural spooky stuff it's always really intrigued him hence his name being spooky bands you know He's been interested in the occult, like all all these different subjects his whole life. He said, my grandpa was a religious leader in the 60s. Then he goes, okay, he was a cult leader. (laughs) (laughs) He met his grandfather one time in his life. Hmm.
3: This is like hereditary vibes, dude. Dude. bro.
1: (laughs) He said he's in the room with his grandfather, meeting him for the first time. He's 10 years old. His granddad looks him up and down. And says, says to his mom, you have a tortured soul.
2: Uh. That's like all he said to him.
1: Dude, this is hereditary vibes. (laughs) (laughs) And then he slowly sacrificed him to payment. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Anyway, fast forward. That's just a little bit of background on him. He listens to a ton of like um, Scary Stories podcasts and and he found ours. So anyway, fast forward to 2019. He's moved from Connecticut where he grew up out to California, out to LA. He's going to work at his family construction business. So he doesn't have a place to stay when he first gets here, but he has a buddy who owns a mansion in the Hollywood Hills. And he's like, hey, dude, you can come by. You can stay in my uh, guest house if you want. And he's like, yeah, for sure. Like perfect, right? He has a girlfriend who also doesn't have a house, so she moves in with him. And just to like paint the picture of this mansion, it's an old Spanish style mansion built on the side of a cliff and directly below the mansion is a guest house, a patio and a pool that's like on the cliff. So it's, it's a pretty cool situation, right? So he ended up living there for like nine months and he said one night he's sleeping in their bedroom in the guest house is directly below the master bedroom in the main house upstairs. And no one really ever lives there. Occasionally, the landlord, his buddy, will let friends stay there for the night, but no one's up there, right? So he's in a deep sleep when he wakes up one night and looks up and groggily sees his girlfriend sitting straight up in bed. And he realizes she's been shaking him awake. And she looks terrified. And he's like, What's going on? And she goes, Do you hear that? And he gets quiet for a second. And he hears creaking upstairs. She goes, I think there's someone up there. So terrified, they both just sit there quietly and listen. And he said it sounded like someone's creaking, walking across the floor. And he's like, well, could be the landlord. But he looks at the clock. It's 3 a.m. His words, not mine. And he's like, there's no reason he'd be up, you know, walking around at 3 a.m. Maybe he let someone stay here. I don't know. That doesn't make sense. As he's trying to, like, figure it out in his head, they hear a huge noise. And he said it sounded like someone was dragging a heavy-ass couch or furniture across the wooden floor. So it's like,
2: I don't like that.
1: And they both just dead still, terrified, looking at each other. Because now, undeniably, there's someone up there. And as they're sitting there frozen in terror, all of a sudden, he hears drawers and cupboards being opened and closed super fast. So sort of all over like super fast. He said it sounded as if someone was late to a plane trying to pack as fast as humanly possible and get out of there. So him and his girlfriend are like, what do we do? They get up out of bed, go to the kitchen, grab a knife, and they start walking up the stairs to the main house, get to the door, Knife in hand, he puts his hand on the door handle to the main house, turns, opens. House is completely black, and now it's completely silent. So they slowly make their way over to the master bedroom where they heard the noise coming from. Mm, That's worse. They take a deep breath, and they go in. And it's perfectly clean. Nothing is moved. No drawers are open. There's no sign of anyone. He said like it just simply didn't make sense to him. They look around the whole house. No one's there. Doors are locked. Nothing's there. So he's like dumbfounded to the point where he just sits down on a couch trying to figure out what just happened. His girlfriend, who's a bit more spiritual on the spiritual side, she runs downstairs, grabs her sage, her palo santo, (laughs) and she sages the entire top story. Next day, Uh, his buddy who owns the house stops by after work like he does often just to kind of like kick it, hang out. They're hanging out downstairs on the patio just having a couple beers, talking, and he he's just like, hey, so uh, I heard a weird noise last night. He's like, and he said super nonchalantly, the guy was like, oh, really? Nice. Yeah, uh, like a ton of people who stayed here have heard noises before. He's like, like what? And he goes, I don't know. Just like creaks, moans in the house. Um, one of my buddies said it sounded like someone had professional movers upstairs moving furniture. And he's like, dude, we heard the same thing. We heard someone moving. It sounded like a couch across the floor. And he's like, really? Oh, <laughs> interesting. He said just like so cool, nonplus. like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, what's up? Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't like that.
1: And so he just seems like whatever about it and he takes probably another sip of his beer and he goes, you know, maybe it's because someone died in this house. And Sal's like, what a dick. (laughs) Oh, what? (laughs) And he goes, yeah, like, yeah, someone died in this house right before I bought it. And he's like, dude, (laughs) you have to tell me everything. (laughs) And he was like, it's like no big deal at all. Like, um... I bought this house back in the nineties for a super low price, like insanely low. <laughs> and in yeah, fact, the, I don't remember paying anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, "Yeah, like, uh, and I, right before I bought it, someone died in the house, and he kind of just like left it at that." And Sal was like, "Okay." And uh, yeah, next day, Sal and his girl are still pretty shook.
3: Dude, I'm seeing this as a movie. Good. Day one.
1: Ooh. And then big and, red letters across the screen. Yeah. And yeah. then
3: you hear the sounds and they go upstairs. Nothing. Day two, hanging out with the homie, landlord.
1: Someone died in your house. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Day three. Day three. Sal and his girl are still pretty shook. They're pretty scared. It's weird. And now that they know someone died in the house, there's an extra element that just they're uncomfortable with. So they're like, dude, let's uh invite some people over. Let's not be alone smart <laughs> so they invite sal's cousin sal's cousin's girlfriend they're all kicking it they're like in the room they're all lounging on the couches having beers just hanging out it's around 11 or 12 at night they're chatting they're watching old music videos just whatever when sal decides because he like us probably can't help himself and thinks you know what i want to tell him what happened in the house they're sitting in right? oh
2: my gosh so he's like, guys,
1: do you want to hear what happened to us the other night? And his cousin and girlfriend are like, sure. What's like, what? Tell me. And he, <laughs> he gets into it and he's sitting up. You finna regret this. <laughs> and he's sitting there and he starts to tell him. So I wake up at 3 a.m. My girl's sitting straight up in bed and we hear a noise. As he is telling this out of the corner of his eye, he can see this cabinet or table and it has a glade candle sitting in the middle of the table. And he said in the middle of his sentence, he sees the glade candle go up four inches into the air. Oh shit. Hover for a millisecond and just get tossed onto the floor and shatters oh. onto the carpet. Like the candles to his side. Like he sees it in the side of his eye. Oh, oh sh- so like, like from me to you, like from you to your bottle out of the corner of his eye. He sees it lift into the air pause for a millisecond, and then get tossed. What was everyone else doing? So he said his cousin is just staring at the candle. He's staring at the candle, and they all look at each other in disbelief, complete disbelief, because his cousin saw it too. They said they sat there in silence for like 20 minutes. Didn't (sighs) know what to do. Dude,
3: I have (sighs) the chills. Like thinking of like somebody doing that watching them pick it up and just throw it what do you mean like
1: like if i were to visualize the ghost doing oh, it you know yeah just like the subtlety the silence the just like in the middle of your sentence and then if you and me were telling stories right here and all of a sudden this was just like i would shit myself mm-hmm. i would die mm-hmm. and it's like so small but just so in your face that it's like so unnerving yeah. like something wants you to know hey i'm here I can hear you. Oh my
3: gosh, oh. yeah. I would just start banging my head on the corner of this <laughs> desk right here. Dude. Just <laughs> put me out of my misery. Totally. Anyway. Next oh. day. Yes! Uh. Content.
1: <laughs> I hate this. I love this. It's I, not done. I hate this. I love this. So at this point, you could imagine the state they're in. Mm-hmm. Wait, so they stayed? Yeah. Something's mm-hmm. happening in their house. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. uh, Would you stay? Where else are you going to go, bro? I
3: don't know. Go to your cousin's house.
1: (laughs) (laughs) At least for the night. (laughs) Maybe they did, but the next day. They're they're back. No, he's talking to his buddy, the Uh landlord, or the guy who owns the house. And he's like, dude. Tells him everything that happened and is basically putting it to him like, what the hell happened in this house? Because he he was just being so relaxed, almost like dodging, like didn't really want to say details, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, all right, fine.
3: How well do they know each other? They're they're good
1: buddies. They're like friends. Doesn't seem like it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's like, well, he said he just like did not believe in supernatural at all. Like to him, it was nothing. Yeah. But after Sal puts it to him and is like, dude, what is going on? He goes, okay, fine. I'll tell you the whole story. Oh, gosh. So (laughs) he said, back in the 90s when I bought this house, There was no guest house there. It used to just be these huge stone steps down to the patio and pool. And I bought this house from this guy who was weird. He said, um, back then you were like not only in touch with the realtor a lot, but he was in touch with the guy who he was actually buying it from. And this dude had recently went through like a terrible long divorce. He had hired a realtor and then started a relationship with her. And it was just like a whole lot of mess. Just a debacle. Yes. Furthermore, this dude had recently moved in his elderly mother into the home. He has a super old lady living there. And so Sal's friend, in all of his interactions with this dude, just said he acted hella sus. He was always in a rush. He would just like say weird things, uncomfortable things. A lot of the times he was like the definition of TMI. Like he would just tell things about his life. And even though he just started hooking up with this realtor and hired her, they were beefing hella, like fighting constantly. So there's all this tension.
4: Hmm.
1: Now the mom, the elderly mom who moved in, super recluse. He said he never saw her. Dude, this lady knows his grandpa, huh? <laughs> I get it now. <laughs> no, I wish. In the middle of closing the deal, where Sal's friend is buying this home, the mother dies. F- Any reason? That they we know? find her body at the bottom of the staircase. The stone? The stone oh. staircase. Right where the guest house now sits. Hmm. Assuming that she just fell? That's the story. No. Okay. So, Sal's friend buys the house. Doesn't care. Whatever. Demolishes the staircase and puts a guest house right over that spot. And just over the years, mad people have experienced things in that house. So eventually Sal moved out. (laughs) He was like, dude, like the vibes there. You could feel it. His theory or his thoughts on it. And he wants to know ours as well. He thinks, or he's like just thinking about it, talking to my friend. It's possible that the mom was unhappy with her son's situation, whether that be the affair, divorce, the relationship with this new lady, him moving, him selling the house, and she might not have slipped down the stairs. That's what I was thinking. But that she might have been pushed. And her spirit is unhappy that her son, one, murdered her, two, moved, and three, the place where she died is now a guest house with like random people staying in there. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. And to me, that sounds like a perfectly non-logical, logical logical explanation. (laughs) Like if I had to guess, that would be it. In his words, he says everything he said is 100% true. He's like, I swear on everything. I read that. I saw that candle lift into the air out of the corner of my eye and get tossed. I heard those noise and there was no one in that house. So I don't know. I tend to, I don't know, benefit of the doubt, but. Yeah, there, if I was in that room with that candle, I'd be dead.
2: Like at that point, it's like the noises, maybe I probably wouldn't have like done I mean, anything yeah. about like. But at seeing the candle lift up and toss to the ground, sorry, I spilled, dude.
1: Oh sure. Oh. <laughs> Sean just demonstrated on our live <laughs> candle and unknowingly just threw <laughs> wax all over the table. That would That's,
2: still be terrifying, though. All good, G. Anyways, that would be terrifying to see that happen. Yeah, dude. I'd be like, mm, yeah, I'm going to move now.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, I know we're in a lease and all, but bro, you did not tell me
2: <laughs> this place was haunted. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
3: Back to a uh, quality of life.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't think it'd be worth
3: it. Like the home should be someplace you should be able to relax and have peace of mind. You know, from everything else, at least for a little bit. Mm-hmm.
1: If you so. got some ghosts just breaking your candles, it's like I'm not made of money, dog. Yeah, These dude, are expensive. Especially, yeah, especially <laughs> expensive. If it was a volcano anthropology. From anthropology? candle, come on, dude. I'd be swinging like, on the air, dude. Grandma. Yeah, <laughs> that candle's thirty bucks a pop. <laughs> you're gonna find yourself at the bottom of another staircase, Grandma. You break another candle. <laughs> no, it was a Glade candle, though.
2: <laughs> yeah, okay, you're chilling. Uh, right, right. yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, I want to be too pissed.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> but volcano, Jokes on you, Grandma. <laughs> budget shopper anyway
3: <laughs> i like that dude the the way it was told too i'm not sure how he wrote it but he wrote it great cool yeah cool um the suspense dude i felt like i was there him hearing the sounds him waking up to something abnormal is jarring
1: oh yeah So something's waking, happening and you're in the middle of it but yeah. you like don't know what's happening
3: yeah your girlfriend is like terrified
1: yeah. middle of the night She's shaking you. You're like, what
2: the hell is going on? You're waking on? up
1: from a weird dream or something? Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: So Sal sent a second story. Oh. F- f- and he says. <sighs> this one's worse. This, this is better. story, this next one is even crazier, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm stoked. <laughs> and so I'm about to share it, <gasps> but not on this episode. Oh. It's going to be our bonus Patreon episode for this week. Uh, So if you want to hear it, jump onto our Patreon. For $2 a month, you can get an extra story a week, which equals like an extra episode a month. So go to patreon.com, the 3AM pod. Slash the 3AM pod. Slash the 3AM pod if you want to hear this next story. Mm -hmm. Or hit the link in our IG bio. So, yep, Yep. All right. So for those listening, it's going to go to DJ. But for our Patreon people, buckle up. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Okay so he says This next story is (sighs) crazier. This one gave me chills (sighs) Alright
3: Next Last one to go Now last week In our episode West Desert We My story was on Finding Satoshi
2: Oh yeah
3: The ARG Or alternate reality game Perplex City so, that was a little bit of a precursor to this one. This story that I have isn't a continuation, but exists within the same realm. And this is a story that all three of us know, and we've, we've known about for a while now. And it's still something that's really just kind of existed on the internet. Like, it's never made big news headlines at all. I don't think I've met anyone in real life who has known about this.
1: It's not like yeah, I talk true. about this a lot, but... Anytime I've ever brought it up, I'm the only one who knows about it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think you have to be like deep cut internet kid yeah, to hear this story. Yeah, a little bit of a loser as they
3: yeah. say. <laughs> yeah. um, so this story begins on January 4th, 2012. Hmm. And it starts on the notorious 4chan (laughs) simply put it's just an image board people can post any type of content on there and it's all anonymous you don't create an account it's it's all anonymous
1: can i give a little background on 4chan too sure this is gonna be pretty whatever extensive (laughs) 4chan is a super interesting site on the internet where like dj said it's just basically you post things anonymously and they can be as stupid as memes Which most of the time it is. Most of the time it is. Yeah, like 4chan gets a lot of flack (laughs) and for the kind of... The content. Yeah. (laughs) So 4chan has a reputation that they earn full-heartedly of posting like unadulterated, the darkest humor, the most racist, mean, sexist, just like there's literally no limits Mm -hmm. besides like child pornography, right? Yeah. That's what 4chan is. But... There was this period in time in, like, the early 2000s where a community formed on 4chan of hackers and just a network formed that I don't fully understand. There was, like, a hidden way of them communicating in, like, closed chat rooms and things like that. And the group Anonymous was formed. Mm, Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's because when you post on 4chan, you post as Anonymous. So everyone is Anonymous. We are yeah. all
3: Anonymous. Yeah, who's the group Anonymous? Just a little background for those.
1: So Anonymous, it's a super interesting group. They've had different iterations. They've had different names. They had branches that break off of them. But essentially, this is so boiled down, years and years of history that I'm telling you right now. But Anonymous is a group that took it upon itself to enact change. So they would have a cause and they'd go about it. One of the most notorious, what really put them on the map is Anonymous went to war with Scientology, the church. So Scientology, the church, Anonymous viewed as a destructive organization. So they waged war. I'm not saying anything. This is just... (laughs) So anyone who had spoken illy about Scientology previously, supposedly, allegedly, was targeted to the point of kidnap, blackmail, and... Allegedly, supposedly, murder mm-hmm. yeah, especially if you were well, you're talking about if you're in the church, yeah or yeah. anyone who anyone because any, yeah. they're like deeply rooted in 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 Hollywood, mm-hmm. so like you could not speak ill of Scientology, yeah, but especially if
3: you were in church there, if you don't know already and if you want to go into an internet wormhole <laughs> then look the stuff up. There are hundreds of cases of people who go missing. This is alleged,
1: you know. Bro, if you leave the church, if you speak ill, there's been reports of black vans pulling up outside your house, vans pulling up outside across the street from your house. The van opens and there's a camera there and men there watching you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. One guy said down the street he noticed this huge birdhouse get put up in this yard. Uh. And after a while he, like, looked at it. And it was an effing camera pointed at his house. Mm -hmm. And all of these supposedly from the church of Scientology to like flex on you and be like, we are watching you, you know? Mm -hmm. So anonymous together collectively who met in this chat room, you could call it this website called 4chan. They go to war with Scientology. Things that I heard, and I'm sure there's way more, but basically they like, they get your IP address. They get your actual address. They blast that out. They like hack your, um, your printer and makes it print like thousands of pages of black ink, just black ink. So it like drains all your printers. They ordered like hundreds of pizzas to all of their sites all the time using their credit cards, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that, that that one put them on the map. Since then they have done other initiatives. You can look into it on your own time. Some people champion them as like true justice and some people view them as like vigilante terrorists. Mm -hmm. And so it just kind of depends on, how you feel like justice should be served mm-hmm. in the digital age, baby. Yeah.: They claim to represent the common
3: folk, regular everyday people. And they've made it to front line pages, newspapers.
1: News. Hackerman, known as Anonymous. <laughs> yeah, They are
3: the original. They are Hacker Man, yeah. you know, honestly. Uh, before Hacker Man was a meme, you know. But yeah, Anonymous, they usually... Uh, and these attacks all come virtually. It's never like... Actual warfare, like f- physical, yeah um, like militaristic, nothing like that.
1: Can I tell one more example I sure. just thought of? Yeah. 2016, elections. Trump is elected. Shia LaBeouf starts doing this public performance where he sets up a camera in New York City and he stands in front of this camera for hours and hours and hours chanting, He will not divide us. Um, he leaves that camera up, it goes up, he sets up another camera at an unknown location and he puts, there's a plaque that says he will not divide us. And there might be a flag in the, in mm-hmm. the picture. 4chan hears about this. thinks It's hilarious. And okay. So if you were to describe 4chan, they are chaotic, good. Sometimes chaotic, evil sometimes. Right? So it's like but some, always chaotic, but always chaotic. So sometimes they just want to watch the world burn. So they think this is so funny. And they're like, let's take this mofo down. <laughs> So they all get together and through the power of autism. (laughs) No hate on autistic people. I jokes. It might be the next step in the evolutionary whatever.
2: Uh, I was going to say I'm on that spectrum for sure.
1: We are all on the spectrum. Anyway, they see in this grainy live footage way off in the distance a star constellation. with that. And maybe a couple other. Th- they like take pictures of the inside of the building. They get the floor plans, the type of wood, what kind of structure this is. Those structures are only built in this part of North America. In this part, they tr- they get it down to the state, down to like the town or the the mm-hmm. county, using all these little bits of information. Mm-hmm. That type of extension cord is sold in like Home Depots, and you know what I'm saying, like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so all of them are just working on this. Yeah.
3: It's really just a bunch of armchair detectives. <laughs> yeah.
1: With their freaking... Uh, Mechanical keyboards. clacking, clacking, clacking with
3: your Cherry MXs. Yeah.
1: And it gets to the point where they get it down to the county. They get people in that town to start driving around and coordinate and systematically honk their horns. The second they can hear a honk, they note it. It's like a Taken
3: Two, is it? I don't or know. Or have you seen that Taken Two? Like he's talking to his daughter who's kidnapped, and he like has her steal a grenade from one of the terrorists and throws it, and he like counts after the explosion from talking on the phone, and he's like, "Okay, you're three point five miles away," and then like draws it on the map, you know. Mm-hmm. So similar to that, <laughs> if you've seen Taken some Two,
2: some Liam Neeson <laughs> shit <Yeah>. right there. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> anyway. Have another person drive, honk their horn. Second, they can hear that on the live stream. Pause. Through doing this, they triangulate where it is, find where it is, and shut it down. They take it down. (laughs) And it's like, what they actually did, whatever, who cares? But if you understand the coordination and execution of an operation like that, it's terrifying. And it should tell you exactly how powerful they can be if they Mm -hmm. want to be. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that is. So is 4chan. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. So is 4chan. And, and that's
1: just the surface, guys.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, 4chan is the home base of this story that I have today. So it takes place on January 4th, 2012. And it begins with, like all posts, an anonymous post um, of an image. This image has about a paragraph's worth of information. Simple. Nothing to it besides just a blank. Yeah, besides text. And it says, hello, we are looking for highly intelligent individuals. To find them, we have devised a test. There's a message hidden in this image. Find it and it will lead you on the road to finding us. We look forward to meeting the few that will make it all the way through. Good luck. And it's signed, thirty three oh
1: one. Let me know how fast you would be. You would fail this test. <laughs>
3: I've already
2: failed this <laughs> <Yeah>. test. <laughs> yeah. so I, keep scrolling. Yeah. <laughs> like, this I one's keep, not funny,
3: guys. Yeah, <laughs> I report this image. <laughs> um, so this message was the beginning of one of the internet's most interesting, fascinating, cryptic, layered. Mysteries worldwide. Onions. <laughs> <laughs> so this is this is known as Cicada thirty three zero one. So within minutes of this post uh, surfacing on Four Chan, and the way Four Chan works, their algorithm is it's all sorted by uh, uh, yeah, it's sorted chronologically, and for each reply, it's like old school forums. I don't know if you were on any forums ever before the days of social media. If a thread got a comment, it would get bumped to the top.
2: Ah, Oh, yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So minutes after this is posted, it's starting to to gain traction.
1: It's pretty intriguing.
3: It is intriguing. And, again, it says that there's a, a message hidden in this image, in this text image. So these armchair detectives, like we mentioned earlier, are trying to work through this, trying to find... Uh, this, hidden. this hidden message, and somebody found that by opening this image in a text editor, a string of readable text could be found. and it was basically a cipher that once deciphered, appeared as a link to, to another image.
2: I'm out I'm, I'm also out.
3: <laughs> yeah, so they're opening this image in another like text editing application and there are hidden messages, and they decipher it, and it gives them a link to image number two. Image number two is just a picture of a duck with some text. It says, whoops, just decoys this way. Looks like you can't guess how to get the message out. So seemingly at first, it's dead end, Mm -hmm. but somebody isn't satisfied with that. And from there, um, they used an app called OutGuess, It's a separate application, and it's basically an advanced steganography tool.
1: Uh, For those who don't know, can you explain to them what that means? Yeah,
3: steganography (laughs) is when an image image or message is hidden in another image or message. Hmm. So, for example, the first one that I think of off the top of my head is that one person who was kidnapped by another country And they blinked. And they blinked while they were giving like a speech. Morse code. And they were blinking Morse code
1: that they were captured and to rescue me. Do you know what they were blinking? It's chilling. What is it again? So they're sitting there and they're like, we are being treated well. We are being fed. And with their eyes, they spell out Mm T-O-R-T-U-R-E. And
3: from there, the U.S. sent, sent in... A special ops team to rescue them yeah but yeah that's like a a video examples of mm. steganography yeah, yeah. there's a, a hidden message within the overall message mm. so this picture of the duck and the text saying whoops just decoys this way looks like you can't guess how to get the message out somebody has an app called out guess that you can download yourself it's free and They upload that image to Outguess. They find more hidden information within that image, extracted it. That new info included codes as well as a link to a subreddit. The subreddit spoke of a book that when used in conjunction with the aforementioned codes, gave you a string of letters that read new information so basically they get the image thrown in the app they extract new information how that does the them. app
1: extract the information do you know anything about how no, that works i okay. don't
3: i'm sorry and uh, the the story is more important than that little aspect gotcha. so but it gives them codes a link to a subreddit subreddit gives them a book and within the book they use the codes to draw certain letters from different pages different chapters and it comes out to a string of uh of a new message. And basically, it says, call us at this U.S. telephone number, 214-390-9608. At this point, if you're one of these internet nerds, and you're finding out this
1: information, would you call? Hells yes, brother.
3: I think all three of us would. Yeah. I I would be like Neo,
1: and I would follow the rabbit down the Mm, hole, dude. I like that.
2: 100%. I think all of
3: us would. That's Mm. us naturally. But what... Like, why wouldn't you? What are some, like, second thoughts that you would have?
1: Uh, Nothing is scary to me about calling at this point.
2: Same. Like, that you couldn't solve before calling. Like, if they track you or whatever, you could could do something about.
1: I might not call from my personal phone. Right. I am a little bit suspicious and wary, so I could potentially go to a pay phone, public phone, library, borrow a phone. I like that. I like that. So
3: you can call this number, and when you do, this is the message that you hear.
1: (gasps) Very good. You have done well. There are three prime numbers
3: associated with the original final .jpeg image. 3301 is one of them. You will have to find the other two. Multiply all three of these numbers together and add a .com on the end to find the next step. Good luck. Goodbye. So it says, when you call the number, the message tells you on the original image that they posted on 4chan, there's three prime numbers. One of them is their signature, 3301. Find out the other two, multiply them, add a .com, and that'll take you to the next step. So people are backtracking, opening the original message, and...
2: You okay? Yeah. I'm just waiting for more information. Oh.
3: Do you know this? You don't know this?
2: I, I haven't heard past this, the recording.
3: Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, dope. Okay, I'm, I'm stoked. So the numbers that they find is basically the dimensions of the image, the height and the width. So they get the, both of those numbers, multiply it with 3301, add .com, and it takes them to a website where there's an image of a cicada – and a countdown clock.
1: So what is a cicada, Sean?
2: They're these bugs that are hella loud.
1: It looks like a moth.
2: Mm-hmm. It's like a cross between a moth and a locust looking and then they shed like their skin and just leave their skin all over everything. Oh. It's gross, dude.
3: Don't they only come out like once every like 10 years or I think something? It's 17 years. Well,
2: like you'll have like small groups of them mm-hmm. every year, but like there's like those years where
3: there's like one big like I don't know migration huge or...
2: amounts come out yeah mm-hmm.
3: yeah yeah okay so yeah there's an image of a cicada and a countdown clock so at this point you know it's making its rounds on the internet and some people are really into it trying to chase this down trying to solve it some people it doesn't interest them at all they think it's just some troll who's leading people on a wild goose chase nonetheless. It's making waves and getting attention
1: there's still like a community like helping working together at this mm-hmm. point mm-hmm.
3: people are talking trying to find the answers so they find the website countdown clock there's not much they can do they wait when the countdown clock hits zero the website was updated and the image of the cicada was still there but there in the update was a list of coordinates and there were 14 locations in Coming from Russia, Japan, Spain, Poland, France, South Korea, Australia, and multiple states across the U.S. From the east to the west coast, even further to Hawaii. And underneath the coordinates, it says, find our symbol at the location nearest you. So, at this point, to me it's exciting because up until now, it's just been online. People are doing this from their couches. From their phones.
1: But now it's Pokemon Go and you have to go out of your house and do it.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like before this, I think it wouldn't be crazy to say, you know, this is just the work of one person who just had an elaborate true kind of hoax. But now it's like worldwide. So people worldwide are. Worldwide coordination. Mm-hmm, yeah. People are yeah. going to these specific coordinates. And when they arrive, they find a poster with a cicada and a QR code.
1: And it's just been like wheat pasted up, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: Some of them are just like taped to a wall. You know? But when you follow this QR code, this takes you to another image. The image contained additional codes and a riddle that led to a book, another one. And again, when used in conjunction with the codes, it reveals another unique link. This link, however, was different from the others as it was only accessible by the first few people who were pioneering this, after which it was close to everyone else with a message that read, we want the best, not the followers. Oh. So only the first few people who are at the f- forefront of this investigation are accepted. Everyone else, are, are, they're all followers, you know. So the finalists that did make it were warned through a message not to collaborate with others, as well as not to share the details of the final stage. A month after the original image dropped on 4chan, another image was posted to the subreddit. From the same user, right? Mm Mm-hmm. That read, Hello, we have now found the individuals we sought. Thus, our month-long journey ends. For now, thank you for your dedication and effort. If you were unable to complete the test or did not receive an email, do not despair. There will be more opportunities like this one. Thank you all, 3301. P.S., and then a long string of numbers. I don't know what it means. (laughs) Any thoughts so far?
2: It's an Ottendorf cipher. It's a what? Sorry, that was from National Treasure. Oh,
1: (laughs) Valley Valley Forge. Valley Frog? (laughs) The L's and E's are doubles. (laughs) (laughs) Can I tell you how my journey would go? Shoot. So I'd see the image and I'd think, okay, I got this. I tried to crack my fingers into the mic. I'd grab the image, drag it to MS Paint, drop it into Paint, grab the bucket tool, fill it in with some colors. (laughs) And after analyzing it, I would quit. (laughs) Like, damn it.
3: (laughs) I tried my best. (laughs) So, this month long, almost goose chase is done. And there's no word on when there would be that other chance. For more people a year later on the on the dot january 4th 2013 another image was posted keep in mind whoever is heading this whole operation they had the foresight to include an authentication code on all of their um clues these codes are called pgp signatures they're basically like blue checks or like verifications so you know that they're coming from the same source every time (laughs) Yeah.
1: I'm sure there was a bunch of trolls who were trying to, like, send yeah. fake f- fake stuff out there. Yeah,
3: because it was a simple text-based image. Anybody can create something similar and post and mislead other people because that's part of the internet nowadays. So, yeah. But a year later, January 4th, 2013, another image was posted with a coordinating PGB, PGP signature. So everyone's like, Cicada 3301's has broken their silence. They're back. Um. Puzzle two was now in motion. This image was similar to the first in which they say, hello again. Our search for intelligent individuals now continues. The first clue is hidden within this image. Find it and it will lead you on the road to finding us. We look forward to meeting the few that make it all the way through. Good luck. 3301. It was much like the first process. So the image was put into outguess again, gave them codes and a message led to another book, use it with the codes, except this time it gave you a link to a Dropbox. And in the Dropbox, they had an open download, and when you download it, it's a song. And if you listen to it, it's just kind of like this distorted guitar. And it sounds kind of funky because I believe it's all reversed, but there's no lyrics, no words from what I remember. To this day, they haven't found they found clues within it, but nothing that was super outstanding. Um, so that was kind of a dead end. But they did find a Twitter that was similar to all the messages that they've put out. This Twitter posted a key of different hiero, hieroglyph hieroglyphs mm-hmm. hieroglyphics mm-hmm. Um, runes um, that really didn't mean anything either. But it felt important because that was also just a new piece of information. Twitter also posted more clues that led to another worldwide scavenger hunt with more coordinates, more posters and locations with QR codes that led to people who would go along that. They would receive more information and it all kind of fizzled out again. They didn't hear anything really from Cicada 3301 until another year later. January 4th, 2014, they commence another puzzle. Similar process, codes, images, books. It led to an online book called the Liber Primus, which was written by 3301. Hmm. 3301 wrote this book, and inside of it were all of the hieroglyphics, all the runes from the previous key they posted on that Twitter. So now people could use that together. And from that entire book, a myriad of clues. And it it seems like it's just getting more and more complicated. So I don't know if that makes people lose interest or makes people more interested Hmm. and and keep going. But it's still very much a thing. So people are finding things in the book. And there's a lot of unanswered questions still but they are not hearing anything from 3301. So people are thinking, I feel like we have to, we feel like we have to solve everything in the book before they move on to the next step. Mm. They don't hear anything for two years in which 3301 posts, hello, the path lies empty. Epiphany seeks the devoted. Liber primus is the way. Its words are the map. Their meaning is the road and the numbers are the direction. Seek and you will be found. Good luck, 3301. Beware false paths, is what they leave at the very end. So that confirmed everybody's suspicion that we have to keep working on this book, solve the puzzles, solve the answers, riddles. Until this day, it's still still going on. So that's puzzle three. It's still ongoing. And that was kind of the last that we've heard. However, people who made it through like the first people.
1: I was going to say, at this point, that's everything we know. Mm-hmm.
3: This is the very last bit. But the people who were first in solving all these things, they were contacted individually by 3301. And they received an email in which at the top it says, do not share this information, which is interesting because of something I'll reveal in that email later on. Basically, it's, it's kind of a long email the gist of it is saying, congratulations, your month of testing has come to an end. Out of the thousands who attempted it, you are one of only a few who have succeeded. There's one last step that they have. They say, you've all wondered who we are. And we're going to tell you now who we are. Um, they say that they're an international group. We have no name. We have no symbol. We have no membership rosters. We do not have a public website and we do not advertise ourselves. We are a group of individuals who have proven ourselves much like you have by completing this recruitment contest, and we are drowned together by common beliefs. A careful reading of the texts used in the contest would have revealed some of these beliefs, that tyranny and oppression of any kind must end, that censorship is wrong, and that privacy is an inalienable right. Not a hacker group. If you're engaged in illegal activity, We ask that you cease any and all illegal activities or decline membership at this time. We will not ask questions if you decline. However, if you lie to us, we will find out. Uh, You're undoubtedly wondering what it is that we do. We're much like a think tank and that our primary focus is on researching and developing techniques to aid the ideas we have undoubtedly heard of a few of our past projects and if you choose to accept membership, we are happy to have you on board to help with future projects. Please reply, and this is the last step. Please reply to this email with the answers to the next few questions to continue. And there are only three questions. One, do you believe that every human being has a right to privacy and anonymity and is within their rights to use tools which help obtain and maintain privacy, cash strong encryption, anonymity software, etc? Two. Do you believe that information should be free? Three, do you believe that censorship harms humanity? Some of these are conflicting. We have this email, so it leaked.
2: That's what I was going to say. Like yeah, at who, this point it's speculation though. Yeah. Is this real? Mm-hmm. Is this, was that really what they received? Mm-hmm. Does it have another PCP like the other ones? Uh,
1: <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure on that. Yeah.
3: After they ask the questions though, they say, we look forward to hearing from you. But to me, the first time I found out about this, it blew my mind that, you know, this was a thing.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Upon further research, this isn't the first thing like this that's happened. There have been other things that big corporations have done. Even the announcement of the video game Halo 2 had something similar to this to reveal, like, the release. Mm. To, that was their announcement. For people to figure out online and yeah. do all these different puzzles and riddles and just these cryptic different messages and games for them to to learn information, but there was no commercial release or press reveal to show that this was for a, a product or a service you know mm-hmm. um, at this point it's all speculation like you said is this email Legit- legitimate what Actually, is this entire thing, is, there, is it a recruitment for what? Some people think it's a recruitment for the CIA. Great Britain has done something similar with their uh, investigation unit. MI6? Um, the GCHQ. But to scout and recruit agents, they did a like a game like this. But
2: Men in Black mm-hmm. did it. Aliens, bro.
3: <laughs> we'll post um, one of our favorite YouTube videos. There's a YouTube channel called Let Me Know, and they did an entire video essay of Cicada 3301. I'm sure we'll post some of the images to, to our Instagram, but uh, we'll also link this YouTube video essay. They do a really great job of outlining this entire thing. Tight. But if yeah. you
1: uh, if this kind of stuff intrigues you, and you're a, a fan of 3AM, if you're a listener, then uh, let us know. Yep. That's it. Okay. <laughs>
2: You'll be contacted. <laughs> anyway.
3: We'll we'll be in touch. But this is this is something that's fascinated all of us. Like Dude, I mentioned puzzles? before, mm-hmm. treasure hunting. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's the idea know. that there's something more. There's something out there, mm-hmm. is very enticing. Mm-hmm. I like it a lot. I think uh,
3: just discovery the process of discovery. That's one of my favorite feelings and processes. Um, It's just so fun to find something new Mm -hmm. and be one of the first people on it. Totally. I agree. Yeah. Thank you for that. That was an awesome. Sorry, kind of strung out. It's Like I said, it's a lot of information, but uh, no, dude, it was
1: good. I liked
3: it. It also feels a little Black
1: Mirror-ish. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. Dude, life feels a little black mirror. <laughs> <laughs> Especially right now, dog. Wild. Anything else? Speaking of discoveries, last week I told you guys and showed you that thing I found in the forest. Yeah, oh, dude. Yes. So last week I decided to go back. Was it still there? And I'm going to show you what I saw oh, and hell. what I experienced. Oh, shit. So if you don't remember, go listen to that episode. And as I told you guys that, I showed you the video, and then we, like, were wrapping it up, and DJ said, what if you went back and it was gone? And I was like, that would be crazy. So I I wanted to go back to show, like, better footage and maybe do, like, Instagram Live, but when I was down there, my freaking reception, gone. So I had to, like, crawl out to, like, call people and stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's like what I saw from the path. And this is where it was, all around here. I tried looking for the bones. I didn't really see anything and then I saw something over here. What the heck? I wonder why they knocked it down. You can see where they had dug out something. And now it's completely obliterated. All right. That's it. (laughs) Tell them. Okay. So to sum it up, I go back. I'm like going to get better footage. And I start to walk up to the bushes and I don't see the outline of the structure. And I just, I start laughing. What I honestly did is I laughed. I like crouched down and I called DJ immediately. And I was like, dude, I'm back at the hut. And I don't see the mother effort, and he's like, "Are you serious?" <laughs> and I was like, "No, man." So I go through the bushes, and it's completely obliterated, like it is scattered. I don't know. So it's it's not there anymore. It looks like someone knocked it all down or something. No idea. The it's, stuff that was inside is all gone, except for one bone I found. Yeah, it's.
3: I would just. This is me being skeptical. It's probably just. Some kids. Somebody fooling around and then, yeah, there's nothing really to the story at all. 100%. But it's fun to entertain because it's, what if they knew you got there and they're, they're thinking this person found our joint and we can get rid of know, it. How they know, you know? Well, it's like the the catacombs. Remember we talked about that? Like True. the bar and the movie theater in on the underground catacombs of Paris?
1: This is like, yeah, I don't know. The, the, I, a hundred percent, if you had, if you asked me what I actually think that is happening, homeless person or kids made this weird structure, thought it was cool to collect all these bones and put it in there. It's a little weird. The weird part about it is to me, I literally was walking on the path and I cannot explain why, but over my left shoulder, it was like, look here. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what that was. And then how you were like, that would be funny if it was gone. And like, that's what effing happened. I was like, this is stupid. I don't know. It's just like, it was too perfect. I was like, this is weird. So I don't know. Yeah. hundred percent. It's probably most likely nothing, but it's just fun. Like entertaining it. Yeah. Like what the hell is that? Yeah. Anyway.
3: Thanks for the update,
1: dude. Tonight's fun.
3: Yeah. Uh, This was a lengthy episode. It's been a while. So we hope you enjoyed it. We did. Anything else before we sign off? No, sir. Nope. Good to go. All right. Well. Uh, from all of us here at 3 a.m. Trust your gut and watch your back. Bye, love you, be safe.
2: Be careful out there. Bye. See ya. If so, submit them to our website, the3ampodcast.com. We love any audio or visual aids that can help bring your stories to life. So file uploads are welcome with your written submissions. We're anxious and excited to hear from you.
0: Come play with us.